join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's into your head, number 809. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. <coughs> We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of topics coming out of this brain. This brain that's in it. I'll show you to it now. I'll show you now. Hold on. Uh, I'll take a picture and I'll use it as the album art. That's what I'll do. Because I want to stop using these artificial inseminator images. I've been using artificial insemination pictures for the album art for these podcasts lately. I've had some negative. I've had some negative responses to them. They say you can't be using artificial insemination images for your podcast. That's stealing. You're basically stealing from some artist at the other end of the world uh, who goes around, he's being oh, he's been making all these images on the fly and putting them into the artificial insemination image creator thing uh, every time I type it in and they're not getting paid for that. So we have to stop doing that now. So I'll take a, I'll take a picture of my brain since that's, since that's the, oh, that's the subject of today's podcast. Here's my brain. There we go. There's going to be a picture of my brain. Now, unfortunately, I don't have the latest smartphone. It uh, doesn't have x-ray. So it's going to be a picture of my brain, but from the outside. Uh, unless there's a unless there's a hole in my forehead, you're not actually going to see the brain itself. But no, I'm not allowed to use any kind of modern technology for these images. So it'll have to do a picture of my brain as seen through my skin and flesh and bone. Uh, it's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. The proof that it's in there somewhere is the content here. You don't need to see my brain to know that there is one there. Just listen to the upcoming content and you'll hear, oh, you'll hear evidence of my brain. Evidence of my brain. That's all you need. There's a lot of things in science that you can't see, but you have evidence that they exist. So it's like, oh, it's like that thing. It's like that dark matter. Nobody's able to see dark matter, but they're able to somehow surmise that it exists based on some image. Nobody sees... Ah, nobody's like that thing uh, where you can't see other planets, but they're able to make images of them. Well, they can't see my brain, but I'm able to make images of the outside of my my head, and I'm able to accompany that image, more importantly, with an hour of audio that's being produced by what's inside my head, and you can surmise noise from that as a reasonable educated adult with a scientific mind you can surmise from all that that I must have a brain somewhere so that's that sword now I also took a picture of the microphone pointed at the bag of cat litter but that's a deleted segment because it didn't work out anyway on with the show walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, hello, could I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar goes, certainly, sir, a pint of your finest Guinness coming right up, coming right up. And the cat says, don't start that again. The man behind the bar says, start what? And the cat says, don't let me explain it. It's from a previous episode. You started going, coming right up, coming right up. And you made it like a catchphrase. And it got very annoying. If I remember rightly, I ended up 
clawing your face off or something. And the man behind the bar says, oh, that was you. I assumed you were a different cat. I should, you're not allowed in here. Get out of my bar. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out, get out, get out, get out. There'll be no clawing the barman's face in my bar. Not for as long as I'm the barman and I'm in possession of the barman's face. There'll be no... Because that affects me directly. If someone comes in here and claws the barman's face off, that affects me directly on a personal level. Now, I don't mind if it's just business, but when you claw someone's face off, that's that's personal. Even if you don't mean it to be. It affects them personally. I don't mind having stuff that happens at work, that stays at work, and I can go home after, at the end of the shift, I can just forget about it for the night and go home and relax and watch TV. Or whatever TV is still on after a bar closes at some ungodly hour at night. But no, if you call my face off, then that's the same face you have to go home with. So when I'm at home, supposedly on my downtime, I still have a, I still have a clawed off face. And that's just not on. I need to be able to leave my troubles in the office, so to speak. And the cat says, oh, you call this an office, do you? And the barman says, I clearly said so to speak. I'm obviously not considering the bar to be an office. Although there is an office in there around the back, I think. And the cat says, no, there isn't. You're confusing yourself with cheers. You're not cheers, I can tell you. And the barman says, I think there's a restaurant upstairs as well. It's a bit weird because people come down from the street. They come down the outdoor stairs down into this basement bar. But then they apparently they wait in here for their table to be available in the restaurant upstairs. And then they go up the stairs that's inside the bar. Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you do that? Why would you make a building where you approach the entrance by going down to the basement, down some outdoor step, and then drilling up into the ground floor to a stairs from the basement? That's fucking ridiculous. That's like if you got into a car by sliding underneath it on one of those sliding bed things that mechanics use and then drilling a hole in the bottom of the car and then climbing up into the driver's seat. Although I suppose that's not a perfect comparison because you wouldn't be driving the restaurant. You'd be more of a passenger, usually. I presume the staff in the restaurant just go in through the front door. I mean, where else would they go? Uh, I wonder what else is in that building for another thing. If there's a restaurant on the ground floor, or maybe the restaurant is about four floors up. That's an express stairs that goes from the basement bar directly up to the top floor to some penthouse. And there's loads of other stuff in the middle. And the people who are on the first floor and the second floor and the third floor don't want any of the restaurant or bar staff going near them. So it's kind of like a like a bypass system. So... Ah, I don't know. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe it's all just fiction. Has that occurred to you? It probably hasn't. Maybe it's all just fiction. And the man behind the bar says, indeed, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Where were we? Oh, yes. So we were talking about I don't want my face bitten off because that's something I can't leave at work. If you're thinking of clawing my face off, don't do it because this is my this face is not uh, company property. It's my personal property that I bring in to work with me. You can claw my my apron off if you like. Well, I'd rather you didn't. In fact, as an employee of this bar, I have to say I'd prefer you didn't vandalise my apron because that's company property. You probably shouldn't be inviting people to vandalise it. And uh, it'll probably hurt anyway. 
It's not like it's a suit of armor where you can just scrape it to bits and it won't hurt my, my chest underneath. No, so don't do that either. And then the cat says, so what can I do, barman? It doesn't sound like there's anything I can do in here at all. Am I just to come in here and buy a couple of pints of Guinness and just quietly sit in the corner with my friend there, guzzling down Guinness like there's no tomorrow, pouring it down my greedy gullet and waiting for it to come out the other end so I can go in and find out what kind of toilet facilities you have for a cat? And the barman says, Sir, you've been in here many times before. You're well aware of what toilet facilities we may or may not have for cats. You're well aware of it. You're too damn well well aware of it. You wouldn't have come in here if you didn't know. You would not. Well, you would, but you'd have asked before you purchased a pint of Guinness, I assume. Point is, you wouldn't. You would not. You would not. And the cat says, oh, that's a good point, actually. The barman says, I don't know why you're surprised that I would have a good point. What would be the point? Why would I be on here at all if I didn't make good points? Why would you make a podcast, a whole podcast segment about a man who didn't have any good points to make? That would be absolutely fucking ridiculous. You might as well, oh, you might as well make a podcast about some fella walking round in the street who's a dog and start by going, once upon a time there was a dog. A dog. A dog. Basically a dog, that's what he'd do. And you'd say, and this dog was walking around minding its own business in the street, thinking thoughts about nothing, not even thinking about the fact he was thinking thoughts about nothing. And in fact, the only way we know he was thinking thoughts about nothing is because we can hear his thoughts. And they're extremely uninteresting. Extreme, they're very deeply uninteresting. Dogs don't have interesting thoughts at all. They do not. They don't they just think. They don't think anything, really. They go around going sniffing things. And that's about it. There's nothing going on in there. That's all you need to know. And the cat says, is my Guinness ready yet? And the barman says, your Guinness is ready yet, sir. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's ready now. Do you want to pay for it? And the cat says, no, thank you, but I will anyway. How much is it? And the barman says, how much is a pint of Guinness? Let's see now, I'll look it up in my little price book. Hold on a minute. Uh, oh, this book is out of date. Hold on, I get my supplemental chart to add to this. I'll figure out how much a pint of Guinness is now, because I haven't sold one in many years. Normal young people don't buy Guinness at all. They don't come in here looking for Guinness. They just come in and they go, Hello, what have you got that tastes like sweets? Well, will make me drunk in three seconds. And usually I just give them a... Oh, I just give them some Bulmer's cider. And they're usually reasonably happy with that, as long as, as long as they're in a bottle with the right length of neck. They're very fussy about that. They say, oh, do you have any long neck bottles? And you just, I just say yes and lie and give them whatever I have. They don't know us. They're all idiots. They're all idiots. Everyone who comes in here is an idiot except you, sir. You, the fine cat who's standing in front of me. Who's noticed that his Guinness isn't ready yet. Your Guinness isn't ready, sir. And it'll never be ready. It's never going to be ready because I haven't bought a barrel of Guinness in here in about six years. How in the name of God would I have a pint of Guinness for you if I don't have any Guinness in here? Why in the name of God would I have Guinness in here when nobody buys it? That would be ridiculous. That would be absolutely fucking ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. And you'd be, you'd judge me, you'd judge me harshly if I did do it, I can tell you, especially if you're one of the shareholders in this business. Are you a shareholder? And I tell me, cat, did you own any stocks? 
And the cat says, do I own any stock? And the barman says, yes, that's the question. Do you own any stocks? Just as a matter of interest. And the cat says, yes, I do own stocks. I own, I own stocks and shares and preferential dividends and special shares and ordinary shares and state bonds and deposit accounts. And I think I even have a checkbook somewhere. Do I? Do I have a checkbook somewhere? And the barman says, who are you asking? And the cat says, that's none of your business. That's none of your business. Get out of my face. Stop trying to... No, stop trying to claw your way into my mind and find out everything. It's none of your fucking business. Just give me my whatever you're going to fob me off with instead of the requested point of Guinness. And the barman says, certainly, sir. Would you like, uh, oh, would you like this half-empty bottle of Coca-Cola? Surprisingly warm, considering it was in the fridge until half an hour ago. And the cat says, I think you'll find there's more like an hour ago. I don't think you notice how quickly time passes in here. And the barman says, maybe not, maybe not. What time is it anyway? And the cat says, I believe, judging from the clock behind you, it's time you got a new battery in your clock. Oh, 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 that's a little joke for you. And the barman says, shut your stupid, ugly face. And the cat says, I beg your pardon. And the man behind the bar says, oh, I apologise, sir, I missed there. I, I, I accidentally said, shut your stupid, ugly face. I didn't mean to say that at all. Oh, I didn't mean to say it out loud. I only meant to say it in my mind. And not to myself, you understand. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to tell myself to shut my own stupid, ugly face. No, no, because I'm not a psychopath. No, but I was saying it in, a, in an imaginary situation in my mind. I was saying it to you, but I wasn't going to say it out loud. And the cat says, but you did say it out loud. And the barman says, yes, that's the issue. That's the issue. That's the nub of the issue. I was saying it in my mind. In fact, I wasn't even saying it in my mind. I was imagining myself saying it out loud in my mind. I wasn't imagining myself saying it in my mind. I was imagining myself saying it out loud in my mind. Now, apparently it's like, you know the way when you're in bed and you're, you get to a point in your sleep, your body to protect you, it kind of locks up so you don't fall out of the bed when you're having a dream about falling off a skyscraper or something. Well, it's like that, except I'm awake now, so there's nothing to stop me saying out loud the stuff that I'm imagining myself saying in my head. And that's the problem, so it just came out. Uh, sorry about that, sir. No offence intended, except obviously in my head. And the cat says, I see, I see. Uh, you're a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Do you know that? You're an absolute, you're an absolute nutcase, fruitcake lunatic. And the barman says, Sir, I'd rather you didn't use those mental health slurs on my, uh, on my bar. It's just not really on. Because there are people in here who have mental health conditions. And they're, they're human beings just like the rest of us. Well, except you. You're not a human being. You're a fucking cat. That's what you are. You're a fucking cat. And I have to let you in here because it's the law. You're not allowed to ban cats from your bar. And the cat says, actually, I'm not sure that's true, sir. I think, I don't think there's any law saying you can't discriminate against cats in a bar. And not that I would want you to, you understand. But just as I don't want to lie to you and say that there is a law against discriminating against cats when there isn't. And the man behind the bar says, yes, but are you, are you an expert in law, cat? And the cat says, no, I suppose I'm not. I suppose I'm not. That's a good point. It's a good point. I'm not an expert in law. I'm just a humble cat who knows nothing about nothing. It's just me and my stupid little cat face. I know nothing about nothing, so 
Ah, I suppose you're right. I'll just show up now, will I? And the barman says, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that, sir. Will you please relax? Stop taking offence, a heavy little thing, I say. And things like, for example, shut your stupid ugly face. Relax, please relax. Take a chill pill. Anyway, where were Oh, yes, I was offering you this half bottle of warm Coke as a substitute for your pint of Giddus. I can see why you wouldn't want that, to be fair, because it doesn't have a head on it. It's not a good substitute. I could put some cream on top of it, maybe. Cats, cats like cream, because they always talk about, oh, look, there's the cat who caught the cream. Ho, ho, ho. Is that what the phrase is? Yeah, there's a craze that's something like the cat who got the cream. And it's considered a very lucky cat who's all happy with itself. Would you like some cream on top of this Coca-Cola? And the cat says, certainly not. That's a very poor substitute for a pint of Guinness. I would, however, be prepared to accept a pint glass filled with Baileys with some cream on the top. No ice. I don't want to warm her down with ice. In fact, make a pint of Bailey's coffee, but not in a glass, because I don't want to have to handle a hot glass that might explode in my in my face. No, no, I don't want that happening. If I wanted that happening, I'd go to a coffee shop. I wouldn't sit around waiting all day for the bar to open if all I wanted was a hot coffee in a glass, and just for the thrill of having it possibly explode in my face. No, no, how do people do that? There's people who drink hot coffee out of a glass. That's fucking ridiculous. And the barman says, well, I think what happens is they have just a handle on the glass, so they pick it up by the handle. It's designed for people who have opposable thumbs, you understand. I suppose you could have one in a bowl, couldn't you? You could put a little bowl on the counter or on the floor and you could just lick it up out of that. And the cat goes, oh, that's not very satisfying. There's nothing satisfying about her drinking a creamy head on top of a pint of liquid out of a bowl. No, no, because you're looking down into it like it's a fucking, looks like a stagnant, a stagnant lake or something, a stagnant pond. And you're just looking down on it. You've no idea what's under this. At least if it's in a glass or a cup, you have a fair idea that there's something nice underneath it. But no, that's not very, that's not very attractive. And the man behind the bar says, well, it's not meant to be attractive, sir. It's not a fucking, this isn't a fucking, uh, I don't know. It's not a fucking a window of a brothel. It's not, it's not meant to, the drinks aren't meant to look attractive. They're meant to be drunk. They're meant to be drunk. And you're meant to be drunk too. It's about time you ordered something with alcohol in it. And the cat says, I think you'll find a did. I ordered the pint of Guinness. And the man behind the bar says, well, that has zero alcohol because it doesn't exist. And I told you, there's no Guinness in here. So what you've ordered has no alcohol because it doesn't exist. How can I have any alcohol if it doesn't exist? Not a Pink Floyd song. How can you have any alcohol if it doesn't exist? That's not the exact quote. It's from Pink Floyd's The Wall. There's a fella shouting and as he goes, How can you have any pudding if you don't have any meat? Or something like that. And then he goes, We don't need no education. <laughs> Which is ironic, because of course, someone says that, they clearly need some education and proper grammar. How to use the English language properly. So it's a... Oh, I suppose it's a joke, really. You have the kids going, We don't need no education. Something, something around the nation. That was a ridiculous fucking song. Absolutely ridiculous. Just another brick in the wall. They did this whole long thing, where they? They did a whole album and it was all about a wall that they were building with bricks in it. And then at the end of the live stage version, they... 
oh, something happens with the wall. I think they, they build it up through the, through the show and they're singing songs in front of her or behind it and they gradually build up the wall. And then by the end of it, there was a big wall there. I think it gets knocked down at the end, if I remember rightly. Well, it's not a real wall. It's made from polystyrene and light effects and all sorts of crap. It's not a real wall at all. In the real world, if you built up a wall like that and then tore it down after singing 15 songs about it, that's not going to help you at all. How's that going to help anyone? It's not. It's not going to help anyone at all. It is not. Not going to help. Maybe they're not trying to help anyone though. They're just 25 year old kids trying to make an album. They've just done that thing Dark Side of the Moon. Let me describe the album. The Pink Floyd album Dark Side of the Moon to you cat. Uh, the album Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd starts off with someone singing they're saying something about money. They're basically saying money is crap. They go money something something <laughs> something something Something, 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 bullshit. But if you ask for a rise, it's no surprise. There's something, something, something. And then it goes on. They do a song about time. They have a bit of a, they have a clock ticking or something and loads of sound effects. And then the second, the second half, the other side of the dark side of the moon, they have this woman for ages who goes on going, Misty vocalising. It does sound very good. I'm probably not making it. it doesn't sound great the way I do it, but that's because I'm not a I'm not whoever that was who did all the vocalising on it. Then they have the end off to say, all that you something, and all that you something, and all that you need, and all you do, and all that you something. And all that you something, and something, and something, the sun is eclipsed by the moon. And that's the end of the album. Now apparently your man who wrote it, the first time he played it in full to his wife, uh, he claimed she started crying straight away at the end, because uh, she must have thought it was terrible. But no, it did well, it was one of the biggest selling albums of all time. So I said, well, that's based, that's the, that's the dark side of the moon for you. Now, was I, suppose, was I supposed to be talking about the wall, though? I suppose it was. Well, the wall is just, a, the wall isn't that great. It's just a thing about a wall and some children claiming to, claim to be an authority on whether or not they want some education while showing very bad signs of having been ill-equipped with proper language. I suppose you have a point, though. There's more to life than learning grammar. And if you're not educated, if these children, they were cursed but not enough education to know that their grammar is shit. So if they'd been given even less education, then they wouldn't know that their grammar is shit. And what you don't know can't hurt you. You don't know what he can't hurt you, unless it's a... Oh, and that's his hemorrhoids, I suppose. If you don't know that you have hemorrhoids, it could still hurt you. You just think, oh, I have an awful itch down there. I wonder what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's still itching. I suppose not knowing what it is doesn't help in that case. Because if you know what it is, then you can seek appropriate treatment. So I suppose there's that. And then there's Led Zeppelin. Now they go, I need my string instrument for this. Uh, oh, and oh, oh, I can use my harmonica as well. When the levee breaks, the mountain's going to fall. When the levee breaks, the mountain's going to fall. Now, Led Zeppelin sound like that. 
Well, it sounds a lot better the way they do it. I probably don't do it full justice because that's not a proper guitar. It's a, oh, that's a, what you call it. Where the hell, what's it called? Oh, I forget what. Not a banjo, a ukulele. Uh, so you probably can't do Led Zeppelin full justice on the ukulele. Well, at least, I had the harmonica at least. There is a harmonica on the Led Zeppelin version of that song. So at least there is somewhat true to form. Well, no, Led Zeppelin. Every Led, every second Led Zeppelin song is a cover of a 1905 blues song. And then in the 1970s, Led Zeppelin came along and said, Oh, what's this? I've just found this on the floor of the toilet in my local library. It's a sheet music of an old blues song called Stairway to Up to the Heaven. I wonder, can we adopt that? We pretend we wrote it. We say, oh, look, here's a thing about... Uh, if we could probably make it sound more authentic if we call it Escalator to Heaven, because then it would be sound like it couldn't... The people will go, it couldn't possibly be from an old song then, because escalators didn't exist uh, all that time. When did escalators come into existence? I don't know. Let's guess. I would guess that it was in around the 1960s. Would that be right? Uh, probably was. It was 1960s. Oh, you mentioned it. I'm doubting myself now. Sure, the escalators are being around forever. Because I used to think, I used to think underground railway tube systems in cities didn't come into existence till around the 1960s. But then I looked up, there was one in Boston about 160 years ago or something. So escalators, for all we I know, they could have been around since the since the dark ages, the very dark ages, wouldn't they? One thing you wouldn't have to worry about with escalators being constantly closed for maintenance, as they are nowadays, in accordance with some maintenance schedule that apparently has to be rigidly ad- rigidly adhered to. So they close the escalator for eight hours every day so they can do some scheduled maintenance. And if you're from around here, and there's a railway line that goes along the coast of Dublin here, and they, put, they installed a load, load of lifts and elevators and... Uh, admittedly not escalators with lifts and about 10 years later all the lifts stopped working and they're constantly out of order uh, someone and they said oh it's because of the air from the salt water because all these stations are beside the sea uh, salt water air is getting into the elevators and it's damaging them it's making me say elevators instead of lifts as well because I'm kowtowing to you foreign listeners no you learn my language I'm not going to kowtow to your fucking not knowing my language. I'm going to start using local language here. I'm going to say things like, oh, I'm going to say things like bollocks, uh, things like feck, uh, things like, oh, I'm just going to say loads of Irishy stuff. I'm going to say lift instead of elevator. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, on will catagum dulgody on letterus and not explain it. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say something about hole. And <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know I don't know, to be perfectly honest Do you know, you probably don't Or else you do, and you've just chosen not to tell me Because you you think I'm just You're thinking, I'm not going to tell you anything You just entertain me there You just entertain me now And just, uh, I'm not going to contribute anything at all I'm not going to open my gob at all I'm just going to wait for you to ins- say stuff like that I'm just a, I'm just a performing seal dressed in a clown costume. What you don't realise is that if you have a performing seal and you put it in a clown costume, it's not going to be able to perform properly at all. It'd be like if you put, it'd be like if you put a real clown in a, 
Oh, in one of them coats that they put mad people in with, with the no no sleeves or anything. That's going to restrict us. It's not going to be able to perform as well. You put a performing seal in a clown costume. Unless I suppose it's a clown costume that's designed for a seal. I suppose. I suppose it would have holes for its fins and things. I suppose you could have designed it very well. Now that seems like enough effort considering you're going, you're a performing seal, just perform. But then you're going to the trouble of designing a proper costume, practical costume for it. I suppose that's possible. I suppose that's possible. I don't know. I don't understand my audience anymore. I don't understand any of you. I've no, no idea what you want. Uh, one minute you want, oh, one minute you want stuff about elevators and lifts. The next thing you want me, a performing seal. You, you want me to do a thing about performing seals dressed as clowns for you. And then the next minute you want, to, you want me to go, once upon a time there was a dog. A dog. A dog. Basically a dog. That's what you, at least I assume that's what you want. It's not like I've asked anybody. It's not like any of you communicate to me what you want, which is perfectly fine. Because as I say, I'm not a performing seal. I don't just do stuff on demand. Although if you do have any topic requests, uh, I'll have someone announce the, I'll have someone announce the email address in due course at some time during this program. But apart from that, no, not a performing seal. I'm not a non-performing seal either, though. It's not like I'm just sitting here staring at the microphone. No, I'm, I'm not underperforming. Oh, I suppose that's a matter of opinion. I don't think I'm underperforming. Do you think I'm underperforming? You probably do. Well, fuck you if that's the case. Fuck you and the elevator seal maintenance dog you rode in on. Whatever that means. What's that? Have a comment, question, or topic request? Email Neil anytime. Studio at intoyourhead.ie Remember, we value the opinions of you. The humble and ignorant listener. Two dogs walk into a bar. One of the dogs goes straight up the bar counter and says, Hello, are dogs allowed in here? And the man behind the bar says, No, dogs are not allowed in here, sir. Get out. Get out immediately, please. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. Get out, 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 Oh, now that's interesting. You're breaking in. I've heard of people breaking into song various moments before. That's not usually while they're telling a dog to get out of their bar. That's unusual. That's unusual. What song was that you were breaking into? And the barman says, oh, I don't know. It didn't go, it didn't go anywhere. I was rather disappointed with how it went, to be perfectly honest. It was a rather fruitless attempt at turning this into a musical number. Oh, I didn't know. No. It was misguided, to be fair. I should know better. Because you know, I know I've had musical numbers on this program before, but they never... They never come out at the very beginning of a segment where you're still just at the bit where the 
the dog or the cat has just arrived in the bar and this programme, if nothing else, it's spontaneous. It's absolutely spontaneous. Spontaneity is my middle name. Spontaneity. It's actually Justin is my middle name, but spontaneous sounds a lot better. It's a bit like when they brought out the last episode of Inspector Morse, they announced that his real name was... Oh, I can't even remember now, or something ridiculous. Well, my real middle name is Spontaneous. My name, that's my name. I've just thought of it now on the fly. That's what, that's how spontaneous it is. And now I'm going to do a two dogs walk into a bar story. In fact, I've already started it. So I'm going to spontaneously continue it now. And the man behind the bar says... Oh, now that's interesting. I thought I just told you to get out of the bar, but you're going on about fucking Inspector Morse of all. What in the name of Christ would you know about? What in the name of Christ? In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. What in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, do you know about Inspector Morse? And the dog says, excuse me, uh, I think I'd like to know on what authority you claim to speak on behalf of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, or your Lord and Saviour, because it's rather presumptuous, rather presumptuous of you to assume that I, a dog who you're trying to kick out of your bar, would be of the same religious persuasion as you, and that I would consider your Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Saviour too. And the man behind the bar says, no, no, you misunderstand. When I said our Lord and Saviour, I wasn't including you in the hour because you're not one of us. You're a, you're a dog. You're a, that's what you look at you. You're a dog. You're not one of us. You're not one of us. So when I said, Jesus, what in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, I didn't mean our as in yours and mine. I meant mine and everyone else who's not a dog. You're not part of this at all. You're not part of this at all. Well, you're part of the story until I succeed in kicking you out. And the dog says, that's fine. I can see when I'm not wanted here. I'll just grab my coat and my bag and I'll go. Can I just go into your office and get my coat and bag out? And the man behind the bar says, no, what in the name of Christ? You haven't got a coat and bag in my office. And the dog says, aha, so now it's a, it's a trick, is it? You're trying to steal my coat and bag. That I've stowed in your office. Haven't even managed to ask if dogs are allowed in here yet. And the man behind the bar says, No, you asked that already. And I said, No. And then I said, Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. And now you're trying to persuade me that at some point during that process, you stowed your bag and your coat in my office. How does that work exactly? How do you imagine that work? Do you imagine you came in and said to me, can I store my bag and coat in my office? And then I stored it in my office for you. And then you went, are dogs allowed in here? And then I said, no, does that sound realistic to you at all, dog? And the dog says, no, it doesn't sound realistic to me at all now that you mention it. And the man behind the bar says, well, luckily I don't value your opinion, so it is realistic. It is realistic. It's realistic. It's as realistic as be damned. So I'll just go and get your coat and, and hat for you. Now. Wait, was it coat and hat you said? No, it was coat and, coat and bag. And the dog says, that's right. It is my coat and hat and bag though, but I didn't say hat because my, my hat is in the pocket of my coat. Uh, it's in zipped up inside the pocket, so there was no need for me to state hat. Because if you're getting my coat and my hat, if you're getting my coat and my bag, then you're also getting my hat by default, because it's inside the zipped pocket. And the man behind the bar says, oh no, I'm afraid it doesn't work like that, sir. 
You can't just suddenly announce that there's a hat in it. And you're going to have to remove that hat if it's there and assume that it's not yours because you didn't claim it. And the dog says, oh, for fuck's sake, that's fuck, that's a bit much. That's a bit fucking much, isn't it? Why did you store my hat and coat in there in the first place? And the man behind the bar says, you asked me to, didn't you? And the dog says, no, I didn't. That was all made up. It was a ploy. I was trying to trick you. Apparently, I tricked you too much because now you're going to give me someone's hat and someone's coat and someone's bag. And the man behind the bar says, no, sir, I'm going to give you someone's bag and someone's coat. But I'm going to be carefully remove any hats that are in a zipped up pocket in the coat because you're clearly making that up because you didn't claim it. He didn't mention the hat the first time around. You added that on as an add-on, as an add Afterthought, which is deeply suspicious. So no, I'm just going to give you the first coat and the first hat that I... The, not the first hat. I keep saying hat by mistake because you have it burned into my mind now. I'm probably going to end up giving you the hat after all. I know, I'm just going to go in and give you the coat and the bag. The first coat and bag that I find in there. Unless it's mine, because if it turns out that it's mine, then, oh no, that's a bit of... That's a trick. That's a, and that's exactly the sort of thing that I expect from a dog. And that's one of the reasons I don't allow dogs in here. But I don't give that as the official reason because that would be considered discrimination. You can't say, we don't allow dogs in here because I'm afraid they steal my coat and my bag. But clearly you're proving here that I'm right about that. The proper official reason I give is that you're a filthy animal and that while I've nothing against your species per se, the food inspector would be down on me upon a ton of, like a ton of bricks if they discovered they had dogs in here. They'd say, oh, that's as bad as having rats. That's as bad as having rats. At least the rats don't go around going <laughs> and drooling over everything. At least one, not once you've put out the rat poison. Or you're not allowed to pour out rat poison for a dog, especially if it's a customer. They'll say, oh, the same health inspectors who complain about the rats and who complain about me having dogs in here, they'll come down with me like a ton of bricks if I try to... If I try to poison a dog, they'll say, no, you can't do that either. They'll say, that poison could end up in someone's food. Fucking, rid fucking ridiculous. You can't win. They'll get, you, they'll get you one way or the other. They're neither a... Ah, no, I was going to say they're neither against you or against you. Or so, but that phrase is of no relevance here. But no, that's just not on. That's not. Anyway, I'll go and get your, your cat. And, not your cat. Uh, oh Christ, I'm going to come out with a coat, with a hat in one pocket and a cat in the other now and my bag. I'm going to die. No, I'm going to make a note to myself. I'm not going to be tricked into giving you my cat. I'm going to say it, repeating it to myself in my brain as I go into my office now. I'm going to say, get the coat and the hat and the bag, but don't give him the cat. Don't give him the cat. I'm going to keep saying it. Don't give him the cat. Not the cat. No cat. Don't give him the cat. And then I'm going to make sure before I go out that I've only picked up your coat and your hat and your bag. Uh, or whoever's coat and hat or bag that is. But not my cat. Because I'm not going to be tricked into giving you my cat. And the dog says, that's fine. I don't want a cat. I've no use for a cat. What in the name of Christ would I want a cat for? I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Although now that you mention this, a cat might be. Because you seem to allow cats in here. So I suppose if I adopted a cat, I could use it to get me admitted into pubs like this. And the man behind the bar says, oh no, it doesn't work like that, sir. It doesn't work like that at all. You can't just adopt a cat and then use it to gain entry everywhere. No, no. 
doesn't work like that. A car is not some sort of fucking toy that you bring with you to gain admittance to places. It's not. It's no more than a dog is. You wouldn't use a dog to gain admittance to a pub. At least not this one, because we don't allow that. We don't allow that. We want to gain admittance in here. You have to have an ide- a species identification card. Government issued. Nothing less will do. Anyway, I'll go and get your... Now go and get your stolen coat and hat now, sir, and your bag. And the dog says, that's great, thank you very much. And the man behind the bar says, you're welcome, you're welcome. Do you want a cat as well? And the dog says, yes, please, I'll have a cat as well, thank you very much. And the point of your finest Guinness when you're red. And the man behind the bar says, certainly, sir. And what about your friend over there? What would he like? And the uh, other dog says, Oh, don't bring me into this. Don't bring me into this. I'm the other dog. I'm not part of this at all. I'm just down here minding my own business. It's my day off. I'm just an extra. I'm just Think of me as the extra in a soap opera. I'd be walking around in the background, smiling and pretending to talk. In fact, not even pretending to talk, because I think you have to pay me proper union rates if I pretend to talk. If I pretend to be pretending to talk, I move my head a bit, but I don't open my mouth, then that's okay. But if I pretend to talk by making noises coming out of my mouth and saying random words in the background, then that counts as acting, and then you have to pay me. And the man behind the bar says, Why in the name of Christ would I have to pay a dog who's sitting in the background in my pub? It's not a fucking soap opera, it's a real pub. And the dog says, Oh, so it's a reality show. Well, that's even better because I, I don't even have to be in the union then, which is just as well, because I'm not, I'm not part of the union, uh, which is probably a mistake. I should be part of a union, especially if I'm in a species that is getting discriminated against in pubs. I should join up for a union. Is there a union for dogs? Maybe there isn't. There's another dog over there, though. Do you want, do you, hey, other dog, do you want to unionize? The two of us should get together in a union. And the other dog says, Ah, no, I'm not like that. No offence. No offence, but no. Don't want to be part of a union. Don't want to be part of a union. I don't believe the state should get involved in in uh, people's uh, forming families. And the other dog says, I don't think you understand me at all. Uh, my f- but it's unusual because you're my friend who I came into the bar with. It's weird that you don't understand me at all. And the other dog says, what in the name of Christ are you talking about? All I hear is panting and you making drooling. Are you going woof, 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 which isn't even the word. You're just going woof, 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 woof. You're not saying the word woof. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm saying that you're saying the word woof because I'm describing this on a podcast to, to other human beings using the medium of the English language. Because uh, you can't just switch languages in a podcast that's been going for, that's been going for seventeen years. You can't just suddenly switch to dog language. So no, I'm saying the word woof because that's how people understand the sound. Uh, but you're not actually saying woof. You're just barking. You're going bark, 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 bark. Bark, 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 woof, woof, woof. And even that, that's not even a good description of what you're doing. Because you're not switching between barking and woofing. Barking and woofing are the same thing. That doesn't make any sense at all. It just goes to show. You can't switch, you can't just hop from one language to another on a podcast. You have to stick to one. And the barman says, well, that's all the more reason why we shouldn't allow dogs into these places. Unless they can speak English, I suppose. And the dog says, I'm speaking English right now. And the man behind the bar says, yes, but you've just said your friend isn't. 
And the friend goes, he said that I'm not, but I am. He's just trying to be a smart horse or something, or he's trying to trick you into, into letting him get his coat and bag or something that's not his or something like that. You go understand every word I say. I'm speaking English. And the man behind the bar says, that's true. That's, I do understand every word you could say. I understand every single... And you seem to understand me too. Yes, you do. You know, you do seem to... Und- That's very impressive, I must say. Considering we're all speaking different languages and we're from different species, the fact that we can all understand each other and we barely know each other at all, it's a, it's a fucking miracle. You know, I'm going to have to rethink my ban on dogs in this bar. And uh, ah, the dog says, That's great news. That's great news. And the man behind the bar says, I'll start the review process after Christmas. After the busy Christmas period, I'll, I'll start a review. I'll call up the board of directors and I'll say, hello, board of directors. I want to start a review process into whether or not we should allow dogs, uh, whether or not we should allow dogs into this bar. Now, they'll probably all say no. Hell no. Why in the name of Christ would you want to do that? It's just calling for trouble. Well, at least I'll have, at least I'll have salved my conscience. And that's all that matters, really, isn't it? Well, it's not all that matters. Well, it's all that I can do anything about that matters, isn't it? And the dog says, fuck you, you old bollocks. Give me your coat and your cat and your hat and your bag. Uh, in fact, put the cat and the hat into the bag. Or no, if the, if the hat happens to be in a zip pocket in the coat, you can leave that in there and I'll wear the coat. And give me your bag with a cat in. What type of a bag is it? Wait, if, if it's a plastic bag, don't put the cat into that. If it's a paper bag, yes. But then put it inside a backpack or something. Do you have a cat carrier? But you probably should. If you're a cat owner, you have a cat carrier. So give me your cat carrier as well. I know you might need it for your other cats, but you can give them to me as well. Give me all of your cats. Give me all of your cats immediately, unless you're going to remove this ban on dogs immediately. Uh, you can do that as well. And the man behind the bar says, Sir, you're being unreasonable. You're being unreasonable. I've explained to you, you can't have dogs running around in a bar when the health inspector comes in and he says, Oh, Christ, is that a dog you have in there? It's probably, it's probably crapping on everything. It's probably throwing rats at the food. It's probably spitting into everyone's drink. It's probably going around going, Woof, woof, bark, bark, woof, woof, but in English. No, no, you can't have that. It's beyond my control, sir. It's a... Uh, the health inspectors will come in and then the health inspectors will tell my board of directors, uh, you have to fire that fella from your bar. Don't have him as the manager he's gonna, if he's going to go down this dog allowing route. That's what they'll say. It's beyond my control, sir. I'm going to lose my job. No, it won't be any use to you if I allow you in here, but then I lose my job and then they bring in someone else who bans dogs again. How's that going to help any of you? And the dog says, I suppose you have a point there. I suppose you have a point there. Unfortunately, it's not a point of my finest Guinness, which is what I ordered. So give me it immediately now, thank you. And the man behind the bar says, well, that's a bit of a shit response. That's a bit of a shit. We were going somewhere with this and then you just go, something, something, give me a point of your finest Guinness. That's a bit, that's a bit shit. And the dog says, well, it'll have, it'll have to do. It'll have to do. And the great night has had by all. Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter. 
and says, hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, certainly. And what about your friend there? And the cat says, I don't have friends. And the man behind the bar says, did you not come in with that other cat over there? And the cat says, yes, I came in with that other cat over there. What of it? And the barman says, well, that's what I mean by your friend. And the cat says, well, that's rather presumptuous. That's rather presumptuous of you. For all you know, I could be just coming here and here for a business meeting with a client. Or I could be his client or whatever. And the barman says, and what exact kind of business are you claiming to be in, sir? And the cat says, I'm in the business of getting a pint of Guinness and going over there and sitting down and drinking a hink piece. Is that a problem for you? And the man behind the bar says, oh, no problem at all, sir. No problem at all. Although if you want to drink in peace, you might be you might be far better off staying at home and drinking at home like some sort of alcoholic. That's what you might be better, because otherwise you're just you're just wasting your money in here. It'd be far better to go down to the supermarket now and get yourself a 16 pack and bring it home and guzzle it down in front of the television. Because if you're just coming in here to be antisocial, then what's the point? Well, I suppose other than giving me money. I suppose that's the point. Give me money. You're here to patronise me and my bar because you think we can't survive without a fucking cat uh, who would much rather be at home drinking from a can all night. That's what you're thinking, isn't it? You're patronising me, fucking cat. You patronising fucking arsehole cat. Get out of my bar. Get out of my bar immediately. And the cat says, uh, are you kicking me out of the bar for wanting to spend money with you and support your business? And the man behind the bar says, yes, I think so. And now that you put it that way, it does sound unreasonable. I do apologise uh, being a bit... I've been a bit stressed lately. What with the way the world is going, there's World War Three about to happen. The Russians are invading somewhere. Something's going on in the Middle East that I can't claim to understand, although everybody else seems to understand. I go on the internet and every single other person on the whole internet seems to understand the Middle East. Everybody except me having a fucking flying fucking clue what's going on there. All I know is, well, something about gorillas. You used to be able to follow it in the 1980s because it was all about the gorillas. And say, oh, look, there's gorillas have invaded somewhere and they're going around waving their fists at people. Or can you call them fists if they're gorillas? Or they'd be paws. I don't know. Do all animals have paws or do some animals call them something else? They're certainly not hoofs because hoofs are something you have if you're not standing upright. So I don't think gorillas have claws. Uh, they don't, do they have hands or paws? I don't know. I suppose they have hands. Do gorillas have hands? Are they like monkeys? I don't know. Uh, even if I did know whether they were like monkeys, that wouldn't necessarily help because I don't know if monkeys have hands. I know they certainly have things that look and operate like hands, but is there some other word for them? Are they called something else when they're on monkeys? Haven't haven't a fucking clue. The only thing I know about monkeys is from that tea advert they used to be on where they show monkeys sitting around the table having a cup of tea. Very unrealistic. You'd watch that and you'd think, I'm not going to use this for educational purposes because it doesn't look very realistic. There's a monkey there in a hat drinking a cup of tea. There's another monkey there in a wig and a dress serving a cup of tea. And they're all talking English. Uh, that doesn't sound... Although, how did you mention it? And there was some fella once somewhere who was trading monkeys and gorillas how to talk. I think he did. He had some monkey who could say a few sentences. Maybe he was just parroting it, though. I don't know. 
So when a parrot says a few sentences like that, if a parrot could come out and give you a thousand-word diatribe about the meaning of life, and people would say, that parrot isn't really talking, it's just parroting something that it heard. I heard someone saying, giving a thousand-word speech on the meaning of life, and then it memorised it. It didn't even memorise it properly. It's muscle memory. It memorised it in the muscle memory of its tongue by imitating it as it went. I presume that's how parrots work. They have a, do parrots have tongues? I think, wait a minute, do birds have tongues? Now that you mention it, it's never occurred to me to check two birds. Let's assume they have for a moment, because if parrots can talk, presumably they either have tongues or they have some other mysterious system that we don't know about, which I suppose would be understandable, because fish have gills instead of lungs, so I don't see why, why it shouldn't be the case that parrots can have some other system other than tongues and still be able to talk. Anyway, suffice to say, let's assume that the way a parrot learns to talk is by listening to someone talking and then immediately copying every move they make with their tongue and repeating it and repeating it until it becomes ingrained in their muscle memory surrounding their tongue and vocal cords. They're not using their brain for that at all. They don't even need to have a brain. Why would you need a brain if you're a parrot? You do not. Parrots do not need brains. And they're probably better, you're better off. One thing about nature, if you don't need a brain, you're far better not having one. Because being lumbered with a brain can be an awful hindrance. You go around thinking, if you're a parrot and you have a brain and there's some cat there that's getting into your cage and about to eat you, you'd be far better not having a brain. You don't want to think about that stuff at all. You don't want to be thinking at the time when the cat is about to claw your head off and then not even eat you. It's just going to leave you to rot. No, no, you can't be doing that. So anyway, that's that. thinking oh now that's interesting that's very interesting that is uh very very interesting it's very very interesting indeed that's what it is very 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 interesting so it is uh well i'm glad i'm glad you're managing to entertain yourself there on your own would you mind sharing what it is that's very interesting? And you're thinking, oh, I wonder, should I, can people hear me? Because I'm saying the people are reading my mind, but they're just hearing me go that this is a very, 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 very interesting thought I'm having. How come they can hear me thinking that, but they can't hear what the thought is that I'm having? Well, that's because you're not thinking it properly. You think you're thinking your thought properly. But you're not. You're just thinking, I'm having a very interesting thought. But you're in fact not having a very interesting thought. You're just thinking, I'm having a very interesting thought. Maybe you're trying to do that thing where you will something into existence. What's that thing? Oh, you know, you're one. You know, you're one who goes, you can make the universe do everything you want. Uh, for example, you can go, I'm having a very, very interesting thought. And then you can, you can wish your very interesting thought into existence. 
Well, that doesn't work because you have to actually have the thought. You can't just go, uh, I'm having a very, that's like saying, uh, that's like saying I hiccup. You know, it's not hic- you're not hiccuping if you just go I hiccup uh, anymore than uh, people think you can because they hear people say stuff like I apologise and that counts as apologising. But you can't go I cough and have that count as a cough or I clear my throat and that counts as clearing your throat. It does not. It may count as you sounding like you're t- making a thing where you're, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Suffice to say. Uh, have some more interesting thoughts or this segment is going to go nowhere. Uh, I'll sit here and wait and you're thinking, oh, I wonder should I try to think something more interesting? I seem to be part of the show now. Should I try and think something more interesting? Uh, maybe I will. I'll think, oh, what will I think about? Maybe I'll think about two cats walking into a bar. Will I do that? Uh, no, you will not, because that's my thing. That's stealing. That's stealing. That's as bad as using... That's as bad as using AI images as your podcast album art. That's ste- That's stealing. If you want to use AI images as your podcast album art... And I found out lately, if you use AI images as your podcast album art... You considered a thief. You're here going round, you're basically going round and grabbing grabbing the paintbrush out of Leonardo DiCaprio's easel and saying, here Leonardo, paint this for me. Uh, paint this idea that I spent the last 20 years creating in my mind. Turn it into an image and then give it to me for free. But don't give it directly to me. Pass it through a computer somewhere in Microsoft. Uh, like the Bing AI image creator and do it anonymously so I don't have to think about you. So, I'm having a rethink about the AI images as you may may have gathered. So anyway, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, fuck it. You're thinking, oh, fucky, fuckity, 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 fuckity. I hope I haven't upset him now by bringing up the AI images. No, you haven't. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Uh, just suffice to say, if you can think something interesting now, though, we can get on with the programme. Uh, and you're thinking, oh, you're not thinking very much now. Is there something wrong with you? Did a cat eat your tongue, or as they say? Is that what they say? Cat cut your tongue? Well, it shouldn't really affect what you're thinking. That would only affect your ability to voice it voicily. Uh, you don't need to do that if we can hear what you're thinking. Anyway, has a cat got your tongue? And you're thinking, why does he think a cat has my tongue? I don't have a, I haven't even planned any dinner yet. I haven't been boiling any tongues or anything. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, wait, was I under? Me, 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 this segment is less than successful. I think we're going to ditch it. I'll ditch it here. That's what we'll do. We'll ditch this segment. Two further cats walk into a further bar. One of the further cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, I have a reservation for the restaurant upstairs. Would you mind folding up and telling them I'm here? And I'll, oh, I'll sit down here and have a pint till my table is ready. And the man behind the bar says, Certainly, sir. 
Do you mind me asking why you came down here though? Because we're in the basement. Would you not have been better going straight into the restaurant that's apparently on the ground floor and the cat set? Well, it's funny you should mention that. I would have thought that too. But I went in the front door at the ground floor from street level and I said, there's no restaurant in here. I think you're thinking about the restaurant that's several floors up and it can only be reached by climbing up, uh, oh, climbing up the very long stairs that starts in the Cheers bar in the basement for some reason. Are you sure maybe your owner has some sort of deal with the restaurant or something? Is that what it is? And the man behind the bar says, oh, could be, I suppose. I've no idea. It's just a fucking sitcom. I don't know how real bars work at all, or even how this bar works, because apparently after after about five seasons, I went off sailing around the world and then came back and the bar had been taken over, but I somehow got my job back as manager. But I'm not, I'm not the owner anymore, so someone else looks after all that. Well, no doubt you should mention it. The first five seasons, I did own the bar. So you would think surely I would know about the arrangement that there is regarding the restaurant upstairs. You would think that, wouldn't you? But no, apparently not. Apparently not. This bar doesn't really exist in real life. It does not. If you go into, you go into Boston Common or wherever it's called, there's a place there that says cheers on it. Where it's just some restaurant. Just some fucking restaurant. That's all it is. It's just a re- just some place where people go to put food in their mouth. Where they put just that so just the restaurant, just the place where people put fuel in them that stops them from dying. That's all it is. It's no more important than oxygen or water. It's just the stuff that keeps you alive. Just the restaurant, as they say, because they're trying to be modest. A restaurant shouldn't have to be so modest about it. It's not just a restaurant. It's a place where you go to get fuel. It's as important to a human being as a petrol station is to a car. Us, on the other hand, uh, our imaginary bar in the basement. Oh, we, we've not, we're nothing. We're of no use to anyone. We're just here for cheap laughs for some sitcom. Someone had a sitcom and they said, Oh, we'll finish making this taxi now. We made they made this thing about taxis for a long time. And then they said, This is over. So some of us now will go over and start making this new thing about a bar. Some bar in America somewhere. That's why I'm calling it a bar and not a pub. I'm just I'm not a, I'm not trying to just intentionally do Americanisms just to just to impress you foreigners. No, no. I am actually calling it a bar because it's a bar and not a pub. It's not even an Irish bar. You have Irish bars over there and some of you call them pubs. That's not what's going on here. No, no. Uh, Cheers is a, well, in the fictional world of Cheers, Cheers is a bar and not a pub. You wouldn't call it a pub. A pub is is short for public house. There's nothing houseyable about Cheers. It's in a basement in the middle of a city. Anyone who had a house in that fucking street would have to be... Oh, they'd have to be a millionaire. And if they were a millionaire, I can tell you, they wouldn't be living in the basement. Well, maybe they would. I suppose they could have a basement flat. They'd probably be more likely to have a... Oh, to have the the penthouse thing up where the restaurant is. So maybe they own the the penthouse and the the basement. And then they have the express stairs going from the basement to, to the restaurant on top of the building. So the rest of the building is like a completely separate thing, entirely separate, a bit like one of those, so you call them. You Americans have this thing for these, as you call these types of houses where it's a bit of a building. Oh, condos! Never heard the fucking word at all till I went to America. And now every fucking, 
every fucking newspaper and list property listing and uh, everything everywhere is called a condo. You go around in America for the first time and everything says condo this, condo that, condo that. We sell condos. Come and have a look at a condo. Come and get a fucking condo. Don't worry about what it means or anything or what it is. Just come and get a condo. Apparently it's very, it's a big thing. I wandered around America for several years wondering what the name of Christ a condo was. Uh, it turns out it's just a type of house. Type of house. I think it's a type of house that's part of a building that has other houses and it's somehow attached to the same building. I don't know. Like a like a multi-story apartment, but it's all separate on its own. So it's basically it's a it's a house. Yeah, what you have there is a house. You should call it a house as well. If you if you spend your whole life earning the ability to buy a house uh, in America. Call it a fucking house. Don't call it a condo. Apparently it's short for condominium. They didn't even say that until I looked it up. Uh, if he had said condominium, I could have probably at least have guessed. It's a condo. It's short for condominium. I see. Why didn't you say that in the first place? No, you love abbreviating things. You love to abbreviate, you abbreviate them away until they're basically down to nothing. You tear down, you tear a few letters off the front of it. I'm surprised you didn't tear a few letters off the... But maybe you did. Maybe the word originally was condominiunta, and then you chopped off the bit at the end, and then you chopped off another bit in the middle, which was at the end after you removed the first bit that was at the end. And then it was condo, and you said, this will really confuse foreigners. They come over here trying to invade us with all their property experts. And they just see there's nothing for sale to, in property except condos. Oh, they'll probably think it's a type of car. They'll probably think it's some kind of American car that takes up the whole road. And you can't export it because if you brought an American car over here, I can tell you. Oh, he wouldn't be able to fit it on the road. Unless he put it sideways, I suppose. No, that wouldn't work. Because that would be even worse. Unless it's a... Do you have cars over there that are very, very, very wide? Like the old American cars were also very short. Uh, like a... I don't know, like a like a Cadillac Eldorado, but it's a two-seater, so it's only a few feet long. Takes up the whole width of the road, but it's only a few feet long. Uh, I suppose, I don't know, maybe you can slip it into a parking place very easily once you get the hang of it. I don't know. We had a Chevy once. We went around telling everyone we had a Chevy. But it wasn't a Chevy. It was a fucking Deu Matiz. Uh, some European car. And Chevy came and took her over and called it a Chevy Matiz. So I went around telling everyone, we've got a Chevy. You've got a Chevy. I'm going to drive it to the le... Oh, that's interesting now. I was about to say we're going to drive it to the levy. Uh, and go on about it. Went uh, brought my Chevy to the levy, but the levy was dry. That's the second time in this episode uh, that I've uh, out of the blue come up on a levy song. Because remember, wasn't uh, I hope this wasn't a deleted scene. But earlier on during this session, I mentioned the Led Zeppelin song. In fact, I think I performed a piece of it, the Led Zeppelin song, When the Levy Breaks. And now I just independently come upon this. I stumble upon this accidental mention of drove my Chevy to the levy. I wonder can we combine the two? When the Chevy breaks, the levy's going to fall. 
When I bring my Chevy to the levee, the levee was... Oh, no, that's not going to work. Because in one song, the levee is dry, and in the other song, the levee is about to burst because it's so wet. There's no... You can't merge those two. No, no. I'm all in favour of mashups of musical numbers, but if one of them says that the, the levee is drying up, and the other one says, I drove my Chevy to the levee and it's drying up, and the other one says, the levee is so full of water that it's about to explode... That's not going to work. You have to be realistic about these things. Although now that you mention it, I suppose if the levee, if the levee bursts and then the water spills out, would it be dry after that? I don't know. Or would it be continuous flow of water? Would it eventually go down to its usual steady flow of water? I don't know. What the fuck is even is a levee? Is it a dam or something? Or is it the name of some place in America that you drive Chevys to? Because your man goes, he, he drove a Chevy to the levee and the levee was dry. That's clearly just something he did to, for it to rhyme. I mean, there's probably no such thing as a levee or a Chevy in America. Or there's a Chevy, there's such thing as a Chevy, but no such thing as a levy, and he only brought, made that up to rhyme. Or there's such thing as a levy, but no such thing as a Chevy, and he made that up to rhyme. Now that second option seems unlikely, because I already know that, there's, that there is a thing, there is a car brand called a Chevy, because as I've already established, they took over the Deu brand of European car, and we owned one, so I know they exist. Although did they exist back when that song was written? I don't know. And he said, I drove my... Hold on now a minute, though. Because he goes, I drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. But then later on, he's going, this will be the day that I die. Uh, Was he planning to die of thirst? Because that seems... That's going from one extreme to the other, too. The levee can burst at one end of the extreme and drown everyone. But then at the other end, it can be so dry that everyone's going to die because they can't get a sip of water from wherever the fuck a levee is. I don't know. What's a levee? I think the... I think the nub of the issue is that I have to find out what a levy is. I look up on my phone. And I don't have a computer in here, but I look up on my phone. Uh, what's a levy? Levy. L-E-V-V-I. Levy finance. Uh, levy meaning. Oh, well, that's levy with an I. A levy is a type of tax. Well, that's not helpful. No, it's a type of tax. So it's basically just some fella complaining about the tax, man. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. It was all a load of bullshit by some American pop artist. He goes, drove my Chevy to the levy, but my levy was dry. And now this will be the day I die because I'm overtaxed or something. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Anyway, good morning. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Even if you already did one before Neil's brief seven-year interlude. Didn't like it? Try replaying it at double speed before you give up entirely. (laughs) 